you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. On today's episode, we fight a machine-corrupting demon, say our goodbyes to Rost, and leave the embrace to start Aloy's journey as a seeker. Welcome to episode 5 of Lightkeeper Protocol. Welcome to Lightkeeper Protocol, a podcast about our journey through Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. I am Jarrett, but you can call me Ja, and I am here with Christina, also known as Pop-Tart. Hello. I would like to welcome any new listeners and also thank any returning listeners. And, uh, you know, we love to have you guys join us on our Discord, which is mass.gg slash Discord, where you can come in and, you know, talk about Horizon Zero Dawn or Forbidden West, I guess, wherever you uh, I guess we are catching this. <laughs> so I would imagine Zero Dawn at this point. Either way, you can talk about both. That's all I'm trying to say. All right. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. But yeah, we'd love to have you uh, join our Discord. We, and uh, you catch me and Christina in there and talk about the show or about your own experience. Uh, so uh, yeah, before we get started with, I guess, what we're going to be talking about today, let's recap what happened in a previous episode. So uh, we participated in the proving, and even though Boss cheated and Resh wanted Aloy to go away, she came in first, but that was short-lived as the new Braves were attacked shortly after. So Boss stopped being, you know, a baby for about two seconds and helped you hold off the attackers while Vala helped save some of the others. But eventually Boss and Vala met their end at the hand of some very advanced weaponry. Uh, Aloy was able to best the attackers, but the the leader was able to get the best of her and almost killed her. And she was uh, going to die until Rost intervenes. But that actually cost him his life. And uh, the last thing Rost did is save Aloy. He rolled her off a mountain to save her life. And uh, she woke up in the Sacred Mountain. Now, in the Sacred Mountain, she found out uh, not only that the attackers were directly after her, she also found out she was born in the Sacred Mountain, and uh, she was able to trigger a door inside the mountain, but was denied access due to a corrupted registry. Now, Tirsa thought that this was some kind of unholy corruption, and with the help of Matriarch Jezza, they made Aloy a seeker so she can leave the Sacred Land and find the solution to this corruption. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's where we left off after talking to Tirsa. Now, uh, we're, this is still the womb of the mountain main quest. And uh, we have to head down to, I think it's Mother's Watch. Or technically speaking, I think the whole area where the Sacred Mountain is, is Mother's Watch. That's what that little, that's what that, I don't want to call it. It's not a village. It's like a stronghold or, I don't know. There's so many mothers in every village name that I'm just like, I'm in a mother thing. That's it. <laughs> yeah. You have like, you know, mother's heart, which is the, supposed to be the center of Nora life. The mother's watch, which is where the, the, um, sacred mountain is later on. You go to mother's crown, which I think is the last settlement before you leave the Nora's land. But there's also mother's rise, which I think is just a village. I think mother's rise is just a village. I might be wrong about that. Yeah, I, I sense a theme here. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so after talking with Tirsa Aloy, she heads down the path to the base camp uh, to meet with Resh, who is the new war chief now. If you need a reminder of who Resh is, he was the guard at the door of the hunting of the hunter's lodge. So the guy who you said, oh, I thought this was the bathroom because you were guarding it. And then you slammed the door in his face like, oh, you know, that guy. And then also the guy who uh, saw that boss shot your trophy and said, oh, guess you got to get another one. You know, that's that guy. This guy does not like you. And he makes it very clear that he does not like you. Um, but you got to go talk to him. And uh, one thing that, you know, I guess as long as you don't rush down too fast, uh, you might notice that people are talking about you as you pass by. Like, oh, she healed her wounds. And one of the things that they say is, uh, I forget the exact quote, but somebody says something like, oh, she's a gift to the tribe, you know, which is the exact opposite of how people were treating you beforehand. <laughs> the exact opposite of how people were treating you beforehand. So. Yeah, that that's that's nice, kind of. Yeah, I totally missed that. But I was talking to some of the people as I was going down and they're all like crying and everything. And then there's people that are like, I could never live out like an outcast like you did. And I'm like, aren't you supposed to be crying right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, uh, yeah, you, you do see like the, the tribe itself is kind of turning towards that but i guess i mean all you gotta do is save you know a bunch of lives and now you're good to go i mean they should have just been happy period okay with her period because she's not an outcast anymore she's a brave that's how it works yeah they're you know? not you know people people are people man i didn't even expect that just because of how people are they're still gonna have their prejudice just because she was an outcast and she's still motherless so right but that's not their concern the matriarch said she's good now that's the rules <laughs> you know Two of them right. did. I'm Two sh- of them. I'm did. sure they're. Oh, no. no, all mother said she was good. These are the rules that all mother I have guess. provided. Okay. I guess. <laughs> I just feel like there's probably people that are, you know, diehard Landra stands that will just listen <laughs> to whatever she says. I, I, I think you're correct. We're about to run into one of them. But before we get to Resh, uh, <laughs> Teb is actually at the base of the mountain and he's a. Uh, yeah, he's like got like a a spear and some like I guess some 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 not, I don't know what you would call it not armor per se but he's not wearing his normal clothes. Uh, he's there to help defend Mother's Watch since you know many of the Braves were killed or hurt. You know you had a bunch of people who were killed in the initial attack, and then there's also an ambush that uh, Tirsa told us about. So yeah, like they're they're kind of hurting for people. So he's there to to help defend. Uh, mother's watch. Uh, so he talks about the rumors that you were wounded and expected to die. And I'm like, dude, that wasn't really a wound, uh, like a rumor. Like she was wounded and that's, they thought she was going to die. Like That's what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really a rumor. Uh, so, uh, but you know, he says it caused a stir when Tirsa and uh, Tirsa wanted to bring you into mountain to heal since only matriarchs are allowed in there. Uh, but he thought you deserved the honor because you fought to save the survivors. And apparently, once the survivors came down, they told everybody what happened. They told everybody about Aloy. They also talked about Boston Bala. And uh, the one person they didn't talk about was Rost. But that makes sense because they were all down the mountain or dead, or dead. once <laughs> Rost showed up. <laughs> you know, 
Uh, so Aloy, she talked to Teb about Rost and said, uh, you know, he's the one that saved her. So um, now I think Teb did mention that he mentioned that he remembered Rost. Mm-hmm. But one information piece of information that we didn't have earlier that he kind of reveals is that dude who was yelling at him. I thought he was like his like commanding officer or like who was training. No, it was his dad. <laughs> that maybe that's why he slapped him in the head like that. Maybe it's both. <laughs> I mean, there's not that many people in the Nora, so it could be both. That is true. That is very true. So uh, Aloy wants to go through the gates, but Teb says she has to talk to Resh, obviously. And Resh doesn't like her, obviously. <laughs> um, she, he said he's been saying mean things. And uh, apparently, like, you know, Resh wasn't the war chief. I mean, because the war chief is not going to guard a hunter's lodge, but he wasn't the war chief. And he, I guess you could say he became war chief because the actual war chief disappeared. So the actual war chief, um, you'll find this out when you talk to you, you, when you talk to Varl, and we'll, we'll meet him in a little bit. But you find out that, uh, you know, she was about to lead a party to take on, to take on the attackers, but some of her. Like some of the other people were so upset about what happened, they went on by themselves and they kind of triggered that trap. But we'll dive into that a little bit later. Uh, but yeah, so after that happened, she went after the attackers on her own uh, without, I guess, a, another war party. And her name is Sona, and she is actually Vala's mother. You know, so that kind of brought, that explains why she's so gung ho about catching these attackers. Well, one, she's the war chief, so that's her job to, you know, take names and kick ass. Right. You know, so. Yeah. And it's kind of cool with like knowing that now about like when Vala, the, you know, five lines that she had before she died, um, she would talk about her mother often. And the way that she talked about her makes a lot more sense now that you know who she is. Yeah, and once you meet Sona, because obviously we we are going to meet Sona, uh, her personality really shines through her dialogue. I will tell you that much. Yeah. (laughs) So it it is interesting. But, you know, um, Teb tells you that some of the machines the attackers corrupted are inside the embrace now, so it's dangerous to go outside. However, like once you actually get outside of Mother's Watch, and maybe it's because of what happens next, but like, you do, there are no corrupted machines inside the embrace. Now, one thing I do need to check, I, I will admit, and I'll say it right here on the show, is I need to double check whether the embrace is just the gated area or I'm pretty sure I thought that was the embrace. But when you go outside those gates and you go like toward the north, it says northern embrace. So that's what I have to double check. Maybe that's like the primary embrace and then there's a north embrace. Like maybe there's two separate ones. Yeah, well, that's, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It could just be inside the embrace and then the northern embrace. But the inside the embrace, as we know it right now, I didn't. I don't. I'm pretty sure there's no corrupted uh, zones. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember seeing any. I don't think so. No. Because the the corrupted zones are very pronounced, like <laughs> on the map, so you, you can see them. But either way, he's basically just telling you, "Hey, man, it's, it's dangerous out there." Uh, take this, don't go alone. <laughs> don't go alone, you know, so. Uh, but um, you leave Teb, you go to talk to Resh. Now, Resh is already talking with another brave, and as you get close, the, the other brave kind of acknowledges you, and uh, Resh says, ignore her. 
and they're talking about a demon that has broken through the gates of the embrace. See, like that that goes more toward what I was saying. <laughs> so a demon has uh, broken toward, broken through the gates of the embrace, and it infects other machines that it touches. And the other Braves, they tried to stop it, but it was too fast. And uh, yeah, that's basically what they were, were saying is a demon in the embrace. So you go to talk to Resh and try to get him to open up the gate. I need the gate opened. <laughs> Since when has any outcast's need been my concern? Since I was anointed a seeker. Now open the gate. You, a seeker? Have Tissar and Jezza gone insane? Bad enough that they let you run in the proving. But to nurse you back to health inside the sacred mountain? <sighs> no wonder a curse is upon us and children lie dead under cairns of stone. How can you be so heartless? I fought beside those children, shoulder to shoulder and back to back. I saw them fall. If even one of them had been true, Nora, they would have put an arrow in your back. Resh, come on. Silence! I am your war chief. And I am a seeker anointed by the High Matriarchs. So open the gate, and I will be on my way. <sighs> the sooner you're gone from here, the better. So Fresh just tries to blow Aloy off. He still consider her, considers her an outcast. And then when she tells him that she's a seeker, like he, it just pisses him off. You know, he is like, are Tirsa and Jezza insane? And he knows he didn't say Lanzara because he, he knows. knows. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> he knows she wasn't about it, you know. Uh, so, um, you know, he was also one of those people that was upset that Aloy got to, you know, get nursed back to help in Sacred Mountains. You know, and he's probably like, I've been a brave all this time. I've been hurt before. They never nursed me in the Sacred Mountains. You know, <laughs> I, he seems like the type of guy. <laughs> I wonder, too, like, as far as Seeker goes, if that's on a different level, I guess, respect than a brave or a war chief. Like, would that then, is it all in the same line and the Seeker would be above? Because she's specially blessed, right? Or is that just yeah, something exactly. completely different? No, nah, I think the Seeker is, you, you you, you, that's just you know it trumps the braves it trumps the war chief because the war chief can't stop the seeker right. from going wherever the seeker wants the war the seeker can go places where the war chief can't true you know so the war chief tries to follow the seeker they they're now an outcast <laughs> you know so it's not the same thing so i think the seeker is is uh is a bit higher than that so uh you know he 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 actually blames everything on you Right. Like he's saying, you know, no wonder. I think he says something, there's no no wonder there's a curse upon us, you know, and he's talking like he's upset about how the matriarchs have treated you, you know. I, I guess he wants you he wants you, them to treat you like badly because you're an outcast. But he, he blames, he's saying, you know, everything that I guess maybe because they haven't treated you like an outcast, because they let you run in the proving, uh, that there's a curse upon them, you know. I'm All mother doesn't is not blessing them. <laughs> I'm wondering if he's one of the people that knew what Aloy's story was. And maybe he feels the same way Lanzara feels, where, you know, he just thinks that she's a curse. Maybe. I mean, the thing is, like, he knows. I, just think, I think there's only, I think only the matriarchs really know. What now? I'm not just talking about the high matrix either. The uh, I'm pretty sure uh, the lower level matrix can also go into the sacred mountain, 
But, uh, you know, they, they it was probably them that they all knew what was happening. I don't know if they came out and be like, yeah, we just found this baby inside <laughs> and it's spooking me, man. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, I don't know if they came outside talking about that or not. And it's not like, I mean, Rush just became the war chief, right? It's not like he was war chief back then. And they kind of told him, like, you know, here's some confidential information we're telling you because you're war chief. Yeah, I don't think so. You know, he's just a felon, man. He's just a felon. So, and actually, the next thing you can say to him is a flashpoint. You can actually tell him he's a nobody. You can say, oh, you, watch your tongue. Or you can say dishonor the dead. Uh, so, which which one did you choose? I said you dishonor the dead because he was talking, basically saying it was, like, her fault that the children died. And I was like, whoa, man, that's you're taking this a little too far. So... Um, I said, you dishonored the dead, um, which she's just like, how can you be so heartless? Like, I fought next to these children, shoulder to shoulder. Um, like, I saw them fall. Like, she's been through some stuff. And she's like, bro, like, cut me some slack. Yeah, I actually chose the same thing. I almost went with your nobody. Uh, but because I, I think in my previous playthrough, I did all the intelligent options. That's the intelligent option. Uh, the, your, your dishonor, you dishonor the dead is the, the heart option. Or the mm-hmm. compassion option. So, but he says, his response to that is, is if they were true Nora, they would have, like they said, they, uh, he, he basically says they would have killed her if they were true Nora. He says if they were true Nora, they would have put an arrow on her back. And even the brave that's next to him, he's like, dude, come on. <laughs> like, he's like, rush. Like, take it easy, man. <laughs> dude, I'm about to put yeah. an arrow in his back. I just. Yeah. He's doing his job in the game. He's supposed to piss you off. He's, I'm pretty angry. I'm pretty, just thinking about him, I'm like, I'm pretty heated. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Rush tells him, he says, oh, he tells him to be quiet. He says, oh, you might as well, I'm the, you know, he says, I'm your war chief. So he's telling me, I'm the captain now. So for now, you know, we're going to, we're going to see about we could change that a little later. <laughs> um, but so when he says that he's the war chief, Aloy, and this is why I say, I think I'm pretty sure the, the seeker is above the war chief because Aloy pulls rank and says she's that she's anointed by the high matriarchs and tells him to open the gate. And his response to her is, you know, well, he says, the sooner you're gone, the better. And he just looks menacingly at her. Um, and uh, while they're finishing their conversation, Aloy hears something in the distance. And once it pops out, it's that demon that they mentioned. Now, this is something we like. We haven't seen anything that looks like this in the game so far. Everything we've seen in the game has been a uh, something that looks like some type of animal, right? Or dinosaur, yeah, or dinosaur. At least the way we think dinosaurs look, <laughs> you know. Um, if you want to have dinosaurs run for you, go to one of those Jurassic Park like uh, exhibits they have where they tell you the truth. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see so many things on the internet. I don't even want to know what the truth is. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, like it, it. You know, when the demon pops out. It can, you can see, it can easily take control of the other machines around it. It actually has like this, I don't want to call it a gun, but this like thing that it has on it where it just shoots out basically corruptions, right? It shoots out corruption and it turn and it basically takes control of the machines. Um, and like I said, I, I'm trying to think how to des- describe it. Maybe scorpion ish, but it doesn't look like an actual scorpion. Like other things 
in this game look like animals. Like there is a, a, a machine that looks like an alligator. There's machines that look like birds. That, but this one has like a like, kind of like a tail, kind of like a scorpion. It has like um like these little tentacles you know, things, right? Does it? Well, yeah. Well, it has legs like you. Like I, I don't. I I just realized I don't know what those legs are called. The type of legs that you would see on a spider or a scorpion. Like, I don't know what type of legs those are. Mm, legs. Why would I? Why would I know what type of legs those are? But, but but that's the type of legs that it has. That's what it kind of reminds me of the scorpion. But the but the body of it, you know, looks like something you'd see out of Metal Gear. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it doesn't look like an actual. Actually, to be honest with you, it looks like Sahelanthropus. Now that I think about that, for those who've seen, played Metal Gear Solid Five, it does kind of look like Sahelanthropus, doesn't it? On I guess it? I'd have to. So the problem is, anytime I encounter those, I'm like freaking out. So I like have not analyzed it to be like, hmm, what does this look like? <laughs> I'm actually very proud about the fact that I just said Sahelanthropus twice and didn't choke up on it. <laughs> yeah i'm proud of you too <laughs> I, <laughs> or remembered it because like i can't yeah. remember anything man oh the name of that metal gear yeah. i remember the name of the i remember the, that name because it's so ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> it's like metal gear ray metal gear rex peace walker sahelanthropus what <laughs> just rolls off the tongue it just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> so that's why I remember it so well. Um, but back to Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, yeah, so, that, yeah, it looks, it definitely looks more machine-like than anything I think we've fought so far. I'm trying to really think. I mean, because we fight these things more than a couple times. Like, they don't, they're not all over the place, but you definitely run into them when you don't expect to, you know. So, uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah, I don't, th- I can't think of anything else that really, that really, like, that really, like, looks like this or, or looks like machine like, like this in this game. So, but, uh, yeah, so the demon, uh, which I'm pretty sure we actually get the name of the type of machine later. Uh, but it's, it's trying to break down the door. I think I mentioned they shot arrows at it and it just didn't do anything. Right. Which is pretty true. Like, if you just shoot arrows at this thing while you're fighting it, it really doesn't do anything. Yeah, I made that mistake. <laughs> yeah, like, if I just shooting the arrows, it, like, it does virtually no, no damage. Uh, so as it's trying to break down the gate, Resh takes the opportunity to blame Aloy <laughs> that this is happening. And then he assembles the brave. So he actually starts doing his job. I'm um, just, like, at this point, I'm like, can he, like, fall under it or something? Just, like... A sacrifice. There we go. <laughs> so uh, right before, like, you get a little bit of time to gather some resources right before the fight starts. So that's nice. Like, they give you, like, I don't know, five, somewhere between five to ten seconds to grab, like, some health and, you know, things like that, which I would recommend doing, especially if you're playing on hard. Just get the health <laughs> while you can. And then it breaks through the gate and it starts. Now, I will say this fight. This initial fight can be kind of challenging uh, for a few reasons. One, you're obviously fighting a new machine that you haven't fought before. It's, it's not taking arrow damage the way the other machines do. You're fighting a new element, corruption. You're fighting a corruption element now, which you, I can almost guarantee you, you're going to burn yourself on the enemies because when you touch the corruption, it hurts you. And there's no way for you. To, I don't think anybody says anything like it. 
about it, you just got to do it. Like nobody shouts, don't touch the machines, it burns. <laughs> like, you know how they do that in games. Like nobody right. shouts that out. Well, they, they mention, maybe it's just in the future, but I feel like they mentioned it before where they're talking about the corruption and they're like, it burns the flesh, but like not anything necessarily. Because sometimes people say that in games and like it just is just there. Like, oh, it's so dangerous. But like, didn't literally think it was going to mean it burns the flesh. Like it actually puts <laughs> damage on you. Yeah, I don't like. I don't think they say anything because they just kind of burst through the door and then the party starts. You know, um, but yeah, you probably, especially if you're gonna try to like, because uh, you know, what, what a common tactic is to knock out a machine or like uh, you know to um, daze it and then to go in for the close kill, which for the critical hit. And if you do that, you're gonna you're gonna catch some damage. So you have that. So on top of the new machine, new elements, you also have five striders running around, and five corrupted striders uh, that are in an enclosed space. They're not like docile like the other ones. Like because most of the time when you get around the striders, a lot of them, like if you start shooting one, the others will just run away. You mm-hmm. know, no, all these are, are they're trying to attack. They're bucking around, and then on top of that. I'm not sure when they tell you this, but I'm I'm pretty sure the corrupted enemies are stronger. They hit harder. That's another thing. Yeah, I think they yeah. said that during the fight, but I don't remember. Like, did somebody shout that, or was it like a uh, like a tooltip? Oh my! God, I don't remember. <laughs> I feel like I heard that in the game somewhere. <laughs> Because that'll be so funny if one of the other brands like, oh, I got hit. This hurts so much more than a regular Strider kick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a like, kick in the face. You know, no big deal. I've gotten kicked by horses before. And like, that is painful. I can't even imagine getting hit, kicked by like a machine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm glad that you're still with us. <laughs> that, you, <laughs> that you got hit by when a you, horse. When you handle horses, it happens often. So besides the striders, though, like you do have this machine jumping around and swinging its tail around and trying to hit you. Now, I actually remember it being a bit easier on normal, not not just obviously the difference between normal and hard, but yeah, no, no, no yeah, <laughs> I, I realized what I just said. I'm sorry. So okay. it was definitely easier, but I should here we go. I realized I think it was less aggressive on normal. So the other machines, when I fight them. They just feel like they do more damage when they hit me, and they take more damage. Like, they have larger health pools. That's what it feels like. But this machine in particular felt more aggressive. Like, when I was fighting it, it it would not leave me alone. Like, it was just, like, jumping from place to place and trying to swipe at me. Like, even just getting a read on the weakness and stuff like that. Like, I'm, I, I have my, the, uh, my focus up. And I'm, I'm like zeroing in on one of the pieces. And as the circle's going around, it just jumps to where I am. <laughs> I was having that issue, though. Like, I'm, I've realized, though, that I am not that great at this game. And uh, I think I'm a little better now that I changed my controls. We talked about this before the episode. But my controls were in a not great spot. But, yeah, I just couldn't fight i was having such so many issues because it was like on me the whole time i feel like the only person that was fighting with me was teb and it didn't (laughs) care about him (laughs) i don't know how he didn't get crushed but it didn't care about him 
Yeah, and to make matters worse, especially like to kind of come back to the corruption, those striders, when they're like walking around or running around, they leave corruption behind them mm-hmm. too. So you can accidentally run in it like so you can't you can't just look at the machine or focus on the machine. You actually have to kind of look at the terrain that you're running around in because you could run into that and hurt yourself. You know, so that's another thing. And that thing also shoots corruption still. So even once the striders are gone. It, um, you know, it's it shoots corruption on the ground. So you have these puddles of corruption. It's chasing you, and it's just a pain. So, oh yeah, and that rock throw it does. That rock has a huge hitbox, man. Dude. I have it on. I have it on video of me clearly missing this rock, and then she goes, "Ugh." I'm like, yo, that rock has a huge hitbox. It's like the vibrations of the ground when it hits or something. I don't know. It's it's crazy. Like I'm not even talking about like when it hits the ground. Because okay, you you could say splash damage or whatever. But I'm talking about when the rock is passing by her. Like, come on, man. But uh, yeah, I I made a note of that because that was pissing me off. And I hadn't even played it recently. I'm just watching (laughs) the video. I'm getting upset at what's happening watching the video. So, uh, but yeah, the key to these machines, these demons, is to overheat them. And it's not just as simple as setting them on fire. Because, you know, like at this point you have the fire arrows. I would imagine that you know how to set something on fire. Because you got to hit it with the fire arrows until the status bar goes all the way up. And boom, it's on fire. In this case, you have to hit it with the fire arrows. And it's not doing much damage. It's just building up the fire status. And then once it's on fire, then it's over, it starts to heat up. And you can hit it with additional fire arrows that make it even hotter. And once you do that, then a weak spot appears on, like it comes up, I guess, to help cool it off. So, uh, now, this thing, at least on the hard difficulty, was moving around so fast. And jumping around so fast that I honestly didn't even have that much of an opportunity to shoot the weak spots. Because I'd aim at the weak spots, and we're not talking about, you know, uh, like me using like a controller here. I'm using mouse and keyboard, so I can pretty much snap to those weak spots. And he's like, nope, too slow. Like, <laughs> you know, he's moving around. You were shaking your head. Did you not shoot the weak spots at all? I didn't even get the weak spots. I didn't even get them overheated. I was having such a hard time. I'm just like, <laughs> pew, okay, I'm going to run away now. And like just finding whatever herbs on the ground I could to like stay alive. I don't know if I died like once. Or not at all. Maybe I got really lucky, but like I was not having a great time. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, I just feel like it's about the way you're equipped because I know the next time I fought them, uh, it wasn't as bad. Mm -hmm. It just it didn't feel as bad. And there's more than one of them on top of that. So like it it just didn't feel as bad to, to, to fight them at that point. But this time I just feel like, you know, you just maybe because you're still pretty weak in the game. Why it felt like that. And, it, and when I, I do remember playing it again for the first time, and I'm like, yo, I don't remember this being this like active of a fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't remember like fighting these things and being that hard. And then I remember, and then I'm thinking now, I'm like, uh, maybe that's because I'm thinking about ones that I have to fight later on. Yeah, I guess that first experience, like, kind of it's a very jarring experience i will say because everything that led you up to that point you're kind of like taking your time and shooting things and staying hidden or at least for me i I wasn't rushing into anything and then they're like boom 
fight this dude. And I'm just like, oh, God, I can't roll. <laughs> I don't know where yeah. that button is. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, there are definitely harder fights in the game. Like, once you, like, I think, like, I think after you fight a, a rock breaker for the first time, there's, like, nothing in this game that's really going to bother you <laughs> after that. Uh, so, and actually, I mean, based on where you are in the game, you're not that far off from it, to be honest with you. Yeah, looking forward to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh yeah eventually you know uh, you do take down the demon like if you can hit those weak spots it definitely helps uh i got i, I got it i think i hit the weak spot a few times but not nearly as many times as i thought i should and i and i got to take it down but um once you take the demon down aloy examines it and um i one thing that i thought was funny about the dialogue if you don't go directly to the machine and start examining it. Aloy just repeats over and over and over that she needs to find out how it corrupts those machines. She's like, how does it control the machines? There has to be a way it controls the machine. Maybe if I examine the machine, it'll show me how it, uh, you know, uh, controls the machines. Maybe I should go look at that machine. You know, that's yeah. what she says over and over and over again. I remember that because I'm like, I'm examining the grounds right now because I'm trying to pick up all of these parts. Leave me alone. I'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They want you to go over there fast. And I guess it's really important that you do get the next component, but they just want to make sure that I uh, just want to make sure you're not forgetting, not forgetting anything. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, so yeah, uh, you know, once Aloy examines the machine, she finds a component that that she finds the component that allowed it to corrupt the other machines, and once she picks it up, she connects it to her focus. Well, no, sorry, her focus connects directly to it because I was, I still don't think she really knows how to fully use the focus, right? Like she knows how to use it somewhat, but not as well as probably she should. Uh, so her focus connects to it, and then boom, you got a staff upgrade because now you can override several machines. So the first set of machines you can override are striders, broadheads, uh, which, I mean, they're kind of the same thing. Like, I think the striders are like cows and the broadheads are like bulls, <laughs> you know, essentially. Uh, then you have watchers uh, and you have chargers, which are, I mean, honestly, I, I don't, I, I've definitely um, over, overwritten a charger before, but I just don't remember coming across that many of them. And then also something called a tall neck, which I do believe we're about an episode or so away from talking about the tall necks. So, uh, but um, yeah, once you once you're able to do that, then Teb comes over to you and he's super impressed how you handled the demon and then took one of its components, like he like not just how you killed it, but also man, you you ripped his guts out. <laughs> like that's what he <laughs> says or something like that. Um, so he says that he believes he, that you are a blessing from all mother, which that makes two people who think you're a blessing from all mother, you know? So it's, two versus the rest of the tribe, right? It's funny being on completely two different sides of the spectrum, right? So like some people you're like a curse and shouldn't even be talking to, even though you're part of the tribe, you're not really. And then others that are like, you're a blessing, like you're sent from all mother herself. And I'm just like, I don't, can I just be a person? Like, I'm just trying to vibe here. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So now the gates are open because they've been broken open. <laughs> like, so you can, you can leave, uh, 
Mother's Watch. I'm trying to remember if you come back there, did they repair the gates or not? I cannot remember, to be honest with you. I did not um, go back. So I don't know. I think you go back. Well, actually, you definitely go back later in the game. Because that's where the Sacred Mountain is. And your door is there. Right. So you definitely got to go back there later in the game. Uh, but that actually ends that quest, Womb of the Mountain. And it opens up the next quest, Seeker at the Gates. Now, before you leave the area, there's a merchant right outside the gate. Which I'm like, where'd the merchant come from? Like, were they watching something like, oh, man, that was crazy, man. Did you see that thing? <laughs> you know, but they were, they were sitting right there. Um, and um, there are two new items. I think there's a rope caster and then the sling. Did you buy either of those items? I bought the sling, but not at that moment. But I did end up buying the sling. Yeah, like I think my first playthrough, I didn't buy anything. I'm like, what am I gonna like? What's a sling? Like, what do I do with it? Or what's the rope caster? Like, I already have the trip caster. Why do I need the rope caster? So, and for those who know, the rope caster, you can just it basically just allows you to I don't I get not stun enemies, but you essentially tie them up with a rope. They stay on the ground for a certain period of time. Um, like it's like in, in so the trip caster, you have to like place one spike one place and place another spike another place. And um, you wait for the enemy to come through with the rope cast. So you just shoot the ropes directly into the enemy and it pulls them down. But depending on the size of the enemy will determine how many ropes you got to shoot into them and how long they stay down. So if you want to do it to like, I don't know, a strider, not, not even a strider, really. Like let's say a, um, oh man, what are those things called? Um, they grind up everything. I would just mention their Scrapper. name earlier. The scrappers, yeah, yeah okay. thank you. You do it to scrappers, one thing, but if you want to do it to like a sawtooth or a thunder jaw, uh, definitely can't do it to a rock breaker. Don't waste your ammo. <laughs> I mean, you might be able to do it to a rock breaker. I never even considered doing it based on how um, on how it reacts to other uh, machines. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> but that's what the rope caster does. And the sling, it basically is it just shoots this this weapon that has an area of effect. That's what it does. So I believe the first sling is, uh, it's usually, it's elemental damage. So it's like, it's ice, right? Yeah, you could do ice or lightning. I got the sling because of that. Cause I wanted to throw ice at, at machines. Right. Yeah. The, the freeze, uh, the freeze damage. So. Mm -hmm. And the, the slings generally don't do a bunch of damage unless that machine is weak to uh actually and usually it has to be fire because if it's electricity or freeze it the, the just using the element doesn't damage the enemy that much it just means that they uh are affected by the element faster so like for if if you, if you have something that is affected by um electricity you throw one of those things and 75% of the status is filled oh Basically, you know, fire is different because once they get set on fire, they actually take damage, mm -hmm. you know. But, uh, yeah, they come in. Oh, man, those slings. Like, I honestly didn't think they were going to be that handy. Like, they are super duper duper handy because you're going to like, especially with the farther you go in the game, you're going to need um, those uh, those static like, the, like to hit the machines with those status effects, especially the larger machines. You come across this one machine called a stalker, and um, 
it's called stalker for a reason and that electric mm-hmm. putting down those those electric fields that really helps you out so once you play your fight actually you haven't fought a stalker yet i have actually <laughs> okay that yeah. was not it actually wasn't that bad but we'll talk about that then wait when, it comes when we come yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the sling i would say you can you can you can drop the rope not drop it but skip the rope caster for now and then hit the sling and definitely you definitely want to do that so um before you leave the embrace you have a quest to override a strider and once you override them you can now ride it so bam you got mounts in the game now which is awesome um you can't ride every machine that you override actually you can't ride most machines i think the only machines you can actually ride are striders broadheads and chargers i think those are the only ones you can actually ride the other machines if you override them they essentially just become your ally mm-hmm. and they'll they'll fight for you so sometimes it's just good to cause a distraction you know don't get too attached to those machines, though. They 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 they, they get wrecked pretty fast by everybody else. <laughs> Can they hurt you? Because I feel like I overrode a machine and it went to attack another machine, and I it hit me in the process. Um, is there friendly fire on them? Thinks so. I don't think so. I've never been hit by a friendly machine. I don't think. Okay, I just got unlucky. I got hit by something <laughs> else. <then. laughs> Yeah, so now there is a, one more vendor right before you get to the gates of the Embrace. And that vendor, they have maps of collectibles. And look, I'm, this, is the only, this is what I'll say about that. If you don't like having a crowded map, I highly suggest you do not take that map until later. I mean, if you, if you really want to collect everything, then yes, obviously you want to get the maps. Just because you know where the collectibles are doesn't ruin the fun of getting those collectibles because you still have to traverse and get to those spots and stuff like that. And it'll put it'll show you a uh, like where a flower is. And then when you try to get to that flower, you're like, how? How am I supposed to do it? So there's still a lot to to, to get there. That happened to me in a frustrating way because there's one that's like right behind where Ross's um, cabin is. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, how do I even get up there? I figured out how to get up there. And it was like, you're about to leave the play area. If you leave the play yeah. area, it's going to teleport you back. I'm like, the flower is right there, dude. Like, just let me <laughs> get the flower. There's another angle. There's another uh, approach you can take to get it. And I think they thought most people would take that approach. But I, what I feel like is most people are probably going to go get that flower when they go see Rost. Like, because you're right there. Like, so you're going to go see Rost before you leave the embrace, and then the flower's right there. So there, there is another approach to get it, though. Oh, well. That's why. I ended up getting it, but I went a really backwards way to get it, apparently. So. Yeah, I, I did the same exact thing. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about, so. But yeah, I mean, these, the, this vendor has a map for everything. The flowers, the Banuke figures, the vantage points, everything. So if you want to collect all that stuff, go for it. I think the, the only, you don't, because you don't get, um, I'm pretty sure you don't get rewards for collecting everything. There's certain things like, I know collecting all the flowers gets you a reward for sure. Um, 
but I, I can't remember if, what, what rewards you get for which things. I don't remember. So I didn't, I don't know what rewards you do or don't get, but the only collectible I heard of before I played the game was the flowers. So that's probably, if any of them are important, the most important one. Right. Yeah. Those, uh, I think they're the coolest one. That's why. So, uh, but yeah, so before we head out the gate though, did you visit the metal ruins? I don't think we talked about this. I can't remember if we talked about visiting the metal ruins before you leave the embrace or not. Yeah. So I didn't actually get the map until after I left the embrace. So I went in the metal ruins because I thought there was a flower in there, but I remembered that there were spots that I couldn't explore. So I did go back in there and I was terrified the whole time. Like it just being underground, hearing the stompings above you. Just I don't like tight spaces. It just makes me so nervous. Mm, yeah. So yeah, there is the flower that's in there that we that's the first flower we saw like when we were playing Bobblehead Aloy. <laughs> and um, there's also a battery or a cell mm-hmm. in there. There's a cell battery. There's a battery in there that you can get. and. Um, you actually use those pretty quickly outside the embrace, but we'll get to that probably next episode. Um, there is, I think I, I'm pretty sure there is an additional text data point or you can find additional data points that you couldn't get to before, because now that you have the staff, you can break barriers or break walls that you couldn't break before. And I think that gives you access to more data points uh, so I know um, I think one is kind of one that explains what happened at the facility. Like we know that whatever happened, there was no hope for them to live. So they passed out pills for them to to commit suicide or in their sleep or die in their sleep or whatever. But apparently what happened at uh, there was another facility that had collapsed and they knew that their facility would be overrun in 24 hours. There was no means of escape. Um, if somebody wanted to leave on foot. Like, or I shouldn't say there was no means of escape, but basically there was nobody coming to get them. And if people wanted to leave on foot, um, they could. I think there was like a 15-minute window where they left the door open for people to leave. And then uh, everybody else, they said the pills were available. So, sounds like the pills were the way to go, to be perfectly honest with you. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that I did. <clears throat> I completely forgot about that, actually. And I did get that. That was the only one, though, right? So, I did get the power cell. And the flower and that that I totally right. forgot about. That was it, right? The power cell, the flower, and then that additional those like the additional data points. Yeah. Okay, cool. I don't want to go back in there. I don't know what to tell you. Like there's <laughs> plenty of places like that. I know, but as long as I know that that one's done, I can sleep peacefully. Yeah. That yeah, that yeah, that one's done. So you'll be okay. But like just prepare yourself. I just There's went plenty of those places. I explored it pretty deeply. So if I had to go back, I'd be pretty upset. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you visit Ross burial ground before leaving? Yes. I think we kind of talked about that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I wanted to, cause I kind of thought it was the right thing to do, but I think it changes your dialogue depending on where you go or when you go, if you go. Because when I went there, she was like, I wanted to come here. I needed to make sure I came here before I left the embrace. Oh, even if you leave the embrace and come back, she says that part. She will say that part. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, now I'm sad. Never mind. 
<laughs> no, I, but I do think it do, the dialogue does change a bit because she has some things like she kind of talks about things that have happened to that point, and then she will stop and say, "I'll come back later." That's what she says. I can't remember is if if you go back like after major events, does she keep talking to Rost? I cannot remember. I know on my first playthrough, I went back there after I beat the game, and there was no additional dialogue. But I can't remember if I had been going back there throughout the game to talk. (laughs) I feel like if I don't know, because I I haven't gone far enough in the story yet, but the things that she says, it's kind of like a recap of things that happened. So I would hope that it would continuously expand the dialogue. So if you didn't play for a couple of weeks or something, or wasn't a hundred percent sure as to where to go, which this game does a really good job at telling you where to go, but that would be a good place to go back to, to get tips. I would hope that that's what that is, but. Right. Yeah. I mean, so I mean like the first part of what she says is kind of like more heartfelt, like, you know, like she, you know, she says she couldn't leave the secret land without visiting him. And, you know, she, you know, actually, even before she talks to Ross, she says something like, uh, this place, you know, without Ross, this isn't home, you know? And, uh, she did, she did say, you know, Ross did it. She, he went somewhere that she can't follow. I'm like, you can, you can follow. I'm pretty sure during my playthrough, you'll follow a few times, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, you know, so, and she thanks Ross for, for helping her one last time says, you know, she was there when nobody else, um, wasn't. Uh, but then, like, yeah, then she starts getting into the stuff where she's like, you know, they these guys were after me because I look like a short-haired woman. And, you know, I don't know if she's my mom or not. Or I don't know if she's behind the door on the mountain. And if she's behind the door, how do they know? You know, she's asking a, a bunch of a bunch of questions, I guess, maybe to even provoke thought for the player, essentially. You know. Um, and... You know, she, yeah, like I said, at the end of the conversation, at least at this point, right? Because this is the where we're both at the this first major uh, event that happened in the game. Uh, she's like, at the, when she's done talking, she says, I'll come back later. So, I, like I said, I'm, I'm going to get past, you know, maybe once I get to Meridian, I'll come back and see what he, she says. Did you get the extra dialogue there, too, that you can, like, did you say, like, I'll keep, like, to keep talking? Yeah, yeah, go on. That's when yeah. she starts talking about the, uh, she, the, the, that's when she starts doing the recap. Okay, so just because when she, because she was talking about Oland, right, that's his name, a few times. Oland, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but this is the first time that she was like, I think he knows something, and he's, I don't, I don't think she said he's going to pay, but like, you know. Oh, no, she says he's going to pay. Like, oh, okay, she, she does said, say that, okay. She said. He knew that they were coming and he could have warned me or yeah. warned us, but he didn't. So he's going to pay. That's what she says. So now it's like, a, okay, she's actually hunting him down, not just trying to get questions, but like she knows that he knows something. Exactly, like she put yeah. two and two together, which like, you know, she probably did, but this is the first time she actually like said it. Yeah. Well, besides him being super obvious that <laughs> night. Uh, she also mentioned that she's like that he, they must have saw me through his focus, so he knew. But she she is kind of oblivious. Like she was oblivious when Aaron was try was hitting on her. So right, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So after that, um, 
you can head to the gate. Well, you can head to the gate regardless. But, uh, you know, once you get through the gate, you, well, as you're going to the gate, I should say, you hear fighting outside. And when you go through the gate, the la- what you're seeing, you see Varl putting a spear through a sawtooth set. Varl, I take it? Am I seeing things? Or were you riding that strider when you came through the gate? Uh, I was. It's hard to explain. I imagine so. Strange times we live in. We who've survived. I recognize you, of course. Aloy, the outcast who won the Proving. I'm glad to see you survived your wounds. High Matriarch Tirsa said you might know the way to Meridian. The capital of the Karja Sundom? You seek exile? No. A traitor named Olin. The matriarchs made me a seeker so I could go after him. Uh, And then you should head north to Mother's Crown. If you make it, talk to Morea. She'll point the way. If I make it? The trail is dangerous. Ever since the War Party Massacre, our lands go unpatrolled and our borders unguarded. We have no war chief to lead us. Isn't that Resh's job? Ugh. Only because Sona went missing. I'd go after her myself, but she ordered me to hold this gate with my life. And so I have. You said the trail is dangerous. What sorts of dangers? (laughs) Almost too many to name. The killers are still out there, and somehow they've corrupted the machines, spreading madness. Yes, I've seen it myself. Bandits, too. Cutthroats who snuck across the border to prey on us. The word is, there's a camp in the metal ruins upriver. Sounds like I need to craft more arrows. You said I won the Proving. How did you know that? I spoke to survivors. They said you fought bravely, as did Bost. And my sister. Your sister was Vala? I'm... I'm very sorry. I, I liked her. I think we might have even become friends. If we'd had a chance. Thank you. She died saving others. There is no better death. You said the war party was massacred. How? When word came of the attack on the Proving, War Chief Sona assembled a war party to give chase. But in their haste to get vengeance, some braves broke rank and raced ahead, straight into a trap. A pack of crazed machines, seething with corruption, fell upon the braves and savaged them. War Chief Sona led a countercharge and destroyed the machines, but by then the killers were gone, and our losses were extreme. You said War Chief Sona is missing? Even when the war party was massacred, she wouldn't give up the chase. She called for volunteers and went after the killers. You didn't volunteer? Of course I did, but Sona denied me that. She ordered me to see the wounded back to the embrace, and to guard this gate to guard the embrace with my life. That was days ago, and since then there's been no word from her. So there's no way to know if she's alive or dead? If anyone could survive out there, it would be her. Sona's prowess is legend, an unbending spear to measure ourselves against. Sounds like she sets a high standard. Oh, you have no idea. She's my mother. So, so the first thing that he, he notices, like, he takes note that you just rode a strider through the gate, <laughs> you know. And he's actually not too phased by it. He's like, oh, strange times. Eh. And <laughs> just kind of goes about his business. 
Um, I don't know if I was a Nora based on their beliefs, like wouldn't they be more concerned if somebody was actually like using a machine for service because I, didn't the faithless ones do that? I, uh, I think he has other things to be concerned about first off, but I was watching a video of this cutscene, And if you don't ride the strider through the gate, his dialogue changes. Like he doesn't actually say that at all. He just oh, yeah, reach like, you like a person. And then Aloy, at the end of the conversation, I think it was, brings up the fact that she was able to tame a machine. Oh, yeah. So he finds out one way or another, but it does change the dialogue if you ride the strider through the gate or if you just walk through the gate. Well, that's nice that they actually considered that. Take note, <laughs> cyberpunk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, three years ahead of time and they're able to do that. <laughs> wow. They were in the future. Crazy. No. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so um, you know, he's happy to see he, you know that you survived your wounds. He knows who you are. Everybody knows who you are now. You know you're like the Batman. <laughs> you know everybody. Everybody knows who you are at this point. Um, so you you do ask him about Meridian, and he's like, "Why wow, you you're you trying to get exiled?" And then you tell him that you're a seeker and you're looking for a traitor named Olin. Uh, so he points you. He says, "Hey, go to Mother's Crown because that's you know the, I think the last stronghold before you get to Carter territory." Uh, but he does mention that it's it's dangerous because the lands are unpatrolled and the borders are unguarded, and there's no war chief to lead them. You know, and he talks about the killers who are corrupting machines. So there's bandits who have crossed the border to prey on Nora. He even tells you where their camp is. So do you know what this game does? It does a really good job, not like not only of telling you where exactly to go for the main quest, but even for the side stuff. There are several points of entry for you to learn how to get to the bandit camp. Mm-hmm. You know that you don't. And so it may seem a little annoying if you run into every single entry point because you can. You can run into every single reminder if you want to. But let's say you you because it's an open world map. So let's say you come in to the bandit camp in the opposite direction. There's a way for you to uh, to end up, uh, to, you know, learning about it to a degree. So they do it. They do a, a a good job of that. So now, one thing he he doesn't seem to be too fond of Resh. Um, he actually wanted to go after Sona himself, but she ordered him to guard the gate with his life. So you find out that Varl is actually Vala's brother. So that makes Sona his mom too. <laughs> you know, yep. and if you didn't know, he does tell you eventually, just in case you forgot, <laughs> you know, uh, from the time he talked to Teb to the time he talked to Varl. So, yeah. And but, at this point, when he says that, too, I'm like, oh, she made him stay at the gate because, you know, she's the worst youth, but she doesn't want him to be hurt. So she's probably just like, you stay behind and watch the gate. But subconsciously, it's because she doesn't want anything to happen to him. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't like, want to um, lose another child. So. That's that's the same thing I'm saying. I think it's pretty obvious because you do get more information on the ambush. Like I, like I mentioned earlier, Sona put a war party together, but a bunch of Braves got together and went looking for them on their own. And that's when they, they got ambushed and they were attacked by the killers and corrupted machines. So Sona counterattacked and she was able to destroy the machines, but the killers were gone at that point. And so, you know, their war party was pretty busted up at that point. So she called for volunteers to go after the killers, but she would not let Varl come, even though he volunteered. But it's because, you know, she, well, she she forced him to go to the gate, but also to help the wounded back. And it's because probably because she didn't want to lose another child, you know, or even the fact that she'd probably be distracted 
with him in the field. So, uh, but, you know, before Aloy leaves, Varl asks her to find Sona. I should be on my way. Aloy, before you make the journey to Mother's Crown and beyond, is there any chance you could search for Sona? The tribe needs her leadership. I'd go after her myself if she hadn't commanded me to hold this gate at all costs. Where was she last seen? The War Party Massacre site. A wooded hollow across from Devil's Thirst on this side of the river. You might be able to pick up her trail there. She went after the killers who attacked the Proving, who killed those we love, who tried to kill you. I, I get it, Varl. I'll see what I can do. So he's, you know, he said that the, the tribe needs their leadership and... Uh, he he kind of says, "Hey, go to where the war party was ambushed, and you can pick up a trail from there." And that's a, and that's not a side quest; that is a, a second main quest you have now called Trail of the War Chief. Now, I, I in both my playthroughs, I did that first. I did that 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 uh, quest first. So I don't know what happens if you do Seeker at the gates first. Like if you make it all the way to what's called Daybreak, I think, right? Like you mean it's yes, called Daybreak. I think Daybreak so. Tower, Day Tower. Day Tower, yeah. yeah. I just said yes. Like, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> if you make it all the way there. So I'm I'm curious, but I mean, this just kind of seems like the natural progression because he's like, before you go, please find her. Cause it takes you in a completely opposite direction. Yeah, because I did that. I'm I played a lot further into it. I wanted to play, you know, um a little bit more. Because I don't want to just like sit and play small segments and stuff. And I did that one first, too. So I have no idea. Right. Yeah. So after that, now you're out of the embrace and more like the world is like pretty open at this point. I mean, the map is still kind of cloudy. Like you can see more of it. Uh, but later on, you will find out how to find to like look at even more of the map. Like I think we're going to end up talking about that next episode. But as soon as you come out of the embrace, there are some new things. One, there are vantage points, and vantage points they offer you a glimpse of the world, like what it was like before. And there's like a narrator. It's the same guy for each vantage point, and he he calls it his apocalypse shitstorm tour. <laughs> um, but he basically talks about different experiences he had at each location. So the first vantage point that's by the embrace is uh, you basically get like this AR overlay with his narration of what that place was and what his memory was. So like you'll see a building and it'll usually, it's definitely going to be like broken down and dilapidated, maybe like overgrown. And then now you get the overlay with what it actually looked at before. So this one is actually day two. It's Pocket Shitstorm day two. Uh, and this guy's father, whoever he was, taught a military course at this place, at this, at this school. And the, the, the course was on the age of human power. And he says they might as well have been teaching medieval siege tactics. So whatever happened, human air power wasn't enough to stop it. It's aliens, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Independence Day. Um, so yeah, you, you have that now right next to that, actually at the exact location that he's talking about, there is a corruption zone, which you'll find them. I think there's like, there's like 11 or 12 of them or something like that. There's like, there's quite a few of them across the map. And basically a corruption zone is just an area map with a bunch of corruption machines and you clear the corruption by killing the corrupted machines. And like we mentioned before, the corrupted machines are more powerful than normal machines, so you do need to be careful. 
Um, now, most of the corruption zones have regular machines that you'll see kind of all over the place. They're just like, you know, jacked up. Some corruption zones have like really dangerous machines, though. Uh, so like, I don't. It's kind of a surprise. I, there, there's one. When you get to this area, I want to see how you feel. Like there's a, there there's like one corruption zone that's kind of a surprise. Like what kind of pops out? Uh, and when you get when you get those really like big or dangerous machines, and they are also corrupted, it just makes it that much worse. To be honest with you, I'm already having a hard time with those big dangerous machines. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't fight that zone because when I got out of the gate, I was like. I don't know, six, seven, eight, somewhere in that realm. And it's like level 15. And I'm like, you know what? I'll, cause I watched the vantage point and I was like, I think I'll, I'll leave those alone. Cause I mean, I fought the striders, but I, I have no idea what at this point the corrupted machines are outside of that, you know, encased um, experience, I guess, enclosed experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like they're, like I so said, they're, they're more powerful. They're a bit more aggressive. It's, best that you waited so i mean you could do it but it would require a lot of hiding a lot of running not worth it so now another thing that you that you get pretty close to the embrace is you find the first hunting ground trials which uh this one you can actually just run up to it or you can uh talk to a man named Cran. it shows up as a, a side quest whenever you get close to a side quest it shows up as an exclamation point on the map uh, everybody who's listening to this already knows that, but I just <laughs> felt the need to say that. Uh, but for uh, the hunting ground trials, they are different. And depending on how well you do, you get marks to show your accomplishments, right? So each hunting ground, I'm pretty sure, has a theme. Uh, the first one is like the tools trials. So instead of just killing machines, you're supposed to use what's around you to kill them. Like, I think one of the trials is to hit them with the logs. Another one of the trials is to not necessarily kill the machines, but knock the um, containers off their backs. And I honestly cannot remember what the third one is. Uh, but yeah, you, the trials are usually timed and they're about collecting items or getting kills. So like I said, you can run across a man, his name is Kren, and he appears to be hurt. And it turns out that he hurt himself in the hunting trials. So he hurt, so he, he can do this tutorial for you. Uh, but apparently his bow snapped while he was trying to shoot a grazer and then he tripped and then he wouldn't say what else happened <laughs> at the trial. So it was probably embarrassing. This uh, poor dude, I need to keep my distance from him because he seems like the unluckiest person in the game. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> he even says too, like, I, I don't know if you're getting to this, but at the end of the conversation, he was like, yeah, father says all mother has a purpose for me. Or at least he said that before he got killed. Like he got trampled yeah, like, by Strider. Trampled by Strider, yeah. <laughs> That's like, right. That oh. is, yeah, that, that was pretty funny. I was like, wow, man. Uh, it turns out he's an outcast as well. Krent is. Um, and the reason that he's an outcast is because he stole a bow and then got shunned. And I wonder if that's the bow that snapped on him when he was <laughs> at, at the trial. Because then he is the most un- he is the unluckiest person in the game. You know. So he does he does mention that the the keeper of the grounds the keeper of the ground is a Nora, but he says he might be in exile because they don't follow the matriarch's laws. So like yeah, after that, I mean that's really the most I don't I don't think he's a reoccurring character. Like he's I, I don't remember seeing Krent again ever. 
so you after that you can head to the um the grounds and then when you get there you can talk to the groundskeeper i spoke to Krem. he told me this is a hunting grounds where you offer tests of skill poor Krem, not the best hunter but at least he keeps his chin up Hmm. you bear the mark of a seeker i've heard of those but never seen one you have the matriarch's leave to come and go as you like from the sacred land Yes, but I would have gone even without their permission. Is that so? Then maybe you and I can speak plainly. Truth is, I've had dealings with the Karja. I represent an organization called the Hunter's Lodge in Meridian. We test promising young hunters with trials at places like these. You might be just the kind of person we're looking for. Why don't you sample the trials and see? Just to be clear, though, I'd appreciate it if you kept our conversation in confidence, especially when it comes to the matriarchs. You're not supposed to be here, are you? No. My friend and I left the sacred land and returned. The matriarchs wouldn't approve, to say the least. We're hunters at heart. Left because we wanted to find new herds and new machines. That's why the Hunter's Lodge appealed to us. But the Karja wouldn't have us if they knew we were Nora, so we wore Karja clothes when we brought our marks to them. After a while, it felt like we were caught between worlds. Not quite Karja, not quite Nora. We started to miss home. So we came back and set up our own hunting grounds. You think it'll work? Staying here without the Matriarch's permission? I'm not sure. But we don't believe in their rules. There's a big world out there, and ignoring it doesn't help anyone. Tell me about the trials. The Hunter's Lodge hosts hunting ground trials throughout the world, each offering hunters a chance to test their skills. What do I get for completing them? Pride and accomplishment, as well as marks, depending on how well you fare. Here, we offer the tools trials. What kind of tools? Hunting isn't just about your bow. It's about using everything available to you, even your surroundings. You'll see once you start taking the trials. What is the Hunter's Lodge? It's a group of hunters who compete to bring down the mightiest machines in the land, run by the Karja in Meridian. You can see it yourself if you win three half-sons from the hunting grounds. Just to warn you, though, they're not fond of Nora. Pick one of these trials, and I'll explain it. So the, you know, the groundskeeper, he does give you a bit of the background on the grounds. Um, he tells you that he left the sacred land, uh, which obviously is a big Nora no-no, right? And he had dealings with the Karja. Uh, he asked Aloy not to tell the matriarchs. He's like, you, you know, shh, you know, not let them know that we went because they're not going to like it. But um, the reason they left was because they wanted to find new machines and new herds to hunt. So they went over to the Karja lands. They run into this group called the Hunter's Lodge, which is essentially like um, it's a hunter's club, right? It's based in Meridian. They don't like Nora, so he had to disguise. They had to disguise themselves as uh, Karja. And basically, what they do is they just compete to bring down the biggest machines in the land. That's what the the Hunter's Lodge is. And these trials or these these uh, hunting grounds are ways for them to train and also to kind of show off right so when you do a, a hunting ground you get based on how well you do you'll get like a merit or a mark so it's you can get like a full sun a half sun 
And I honestly don't remember the third one. <laughs> to be honest with you, like I don't remember the third one. It's like a it's like a full sun, half sun, and then like it's like a bronze. Was it, so it's, it's oh, okay. I was gonna say, was there one called like bl- the Blazing Sun or something, or is that maybe? Oh, maybe not. maybe that's one. Maybe is it like Blazing Sun? Hold on a second, I can tell you. I don't know. I got bronze. I did one trial and I got bronze, and I was like, I'll come back to this because I don't know how this game works yet. Which I guess I should have done the trials so I could learn more about the equipment that I have. But I was I was embarrassed by the uh, in game. So I was like, I'll just come back later. Don't judge me. Yes. Sorry. It is blazing sun, full sun and half sun. That's what it is. So gold is blazing sun. uh, Full sun is silver and half sun is (laughs) is is the bronze. So now. If you get a blazing sun on your first try, like he's kind of like, wow, like he's like, he mentioned it. It does change the dialogue. It does change the dialogue if you can get a blazing sun on your first try. It's like, wow, so blazing sun on your first try. And he just talks about how good you are. I'm like, yeah, no, it's my second time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One thing I will know about those merchants around the hunting grounds, like they usually have something that can help you with that specific hunting ground. Oh, that's good to know. That's actually the merchant that I bought the maps off of, I think. Yeah, I think all the merchants, like, once you hit that one merchant, like, right before the gate, I think all the merchants after that end up having the maps. Got it. So. But, uh, yeah, I think that's where we're going to end this episode. I kind of wanted to do a clean break before we got into the War Chief's Trail. And I think next episode we're going to try to completely cover that quest line you know so we'll cover that quest line and i think after that we're going to cover seeker of the gates and then we're going to kind of roll back and talk about some of the the other activities in the area like some of the side quests the uh the the, the bandit camps the cauldron which i'm pretty sure christina has some great stories about going through the cauldron for the first time Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's so like so we're gonna end it here and um we're going to uh set that up for next time. All right, so I'd like to thank everybody for listening. If you want to keep up with what's going on with uh, this show, you can just follow us on Twitter on the Mashes Buttons Twitter account, which is twitter.com slash the mash network. Uh Christina, you got any uh, any socials you want to give out? Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter and Twitch at S'mores Popsheart. I'm also the host of another podcast called Wondrous Tales. Uh, we talk about Final Fantasy XIV content that comes out bi-weekly. Um, yeah, so if you want to hear more of my voice, jump over there. It's a fun time. Yes, and you can find me on Twitter at Jostradamus. And sometimes I do stream on our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if you want to join us on discord, that'd be great. We'd love to have you there as mash.gg slash discord. You can come and talk about, you know, your experience in the game or your thoughts on the show. And I encourage everybody to reach out with their comments and questions. So you can do that on discord or you can reach out to us on Twitter, or you can even shoot us an email at contact at mash.gg. If you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, one of the best ways to do that is to share the show with others and to rate and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And if you want to take your support a bit further, you can do so at mtb.gg slash support. And you can see all the different ways to support matches buttons, including uh, Patreon, Teespring store, Twitch subscriptions. Uh, you can uh, you know, use our Humble Bundle affiliate link when you're buying games. 
or you can even uh, give us a one-time PayPal donation. So, you know, all those different ways you can help support Magic the Buttons if you feel so. Uh, and, you know, I would encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear more about Mash those Buttons. And with that, we're done for this episode. We'll see you on the next one. See ya. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 